0: Welcome to Authentic Lingy. This is your host, Megan Sines. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Today, I wanted to talk about learning to heal from family wounds because this is something that affects everyone. Whether they realize it or not. So, I'm sure you've heard this before, but what happens in childhood really shapes you so much as an adult, and a lot of it we don't even realize. I am all for journaling to work through this. So, one of the things I do with clients is tell them to write down every emotion they felt before they go to bed. But you can also journal when you feel the emotion. So, let's say you're feeling sad. After you talk to your parents or even just anyone, you can journal the emotion. And if you don't know your emotions, totally fine. Download a feelings chart and it really helps narrow down the exact emotion. So what I like about the feelings wheel is that like in the inside are emotions that we often go to such as like anger or sadness or lonely or something like that. And then there's like another circle that kind of pinpoints or highlights the actual emotion that you're feeling if you were to dig deeper and actually connect with that emotion so I recommend putting that on your fridge I have one on my fridge I recommend putting one in like a mirror that you see daily just so that you can get the hang of what you're feeling in your body and relate it to that emotion so that you know what you need when you're feeling that emotion When you journal your emotions, it really lets you visually process things as well as get the energy out of your body. I find that most people tend to write in deeper layers and express more this way. So I highly recommend this exercise. Intergenerational trauma is experienced indirectly. This is how trauma is passed down or transmitted through DNA and belief systems. So there are two ways that this can happen. One is biology and one is behavior. So an example of how it can be passed down by biology is there was a study done not too long ago on the descendants of Holocaust survivors. They measured their levels of stress hormones and found that their levels of stress hormones were far greater than that of the stress hormones than just like the general population, even though they themselves were not the ones that went through the Holocaust. There were chemical changes to their DNA. So now the behavior side of things, there was a study done on adult males who had either a father or a grandfather that had been attacked by a dog or had a bad experience with a dog. They found that the sons and the grandsons of those men that had not gone through the event, they had a negative experience with dogs themselves, and they were far more scared of dogs. Behavior is where we see the risk of self-harm. You see attachment issues and things like addiction that run in the family. And this intergenerational trauma can go as far as three generations deep. I think I first learned about this when we did an amazing exercise at a Tantra retreat that I went to, where we talked about the mother and father side of things and the wounded masculine and feminine in our beliefs as a child of our parents. So as kids, things impact us of, like, whether our parents actually said those exact words or whether we created this belief in our body, it all matters exactly the same way. Basically, everyone's experience is different, and trauma to the body comes in all forms, and we have to shed those identities that we carry around. So for an example, because that was a little confusing, basically, you could be arguing with your parent or partner, let's say, about something, but mostly parents because it's intergenerational trauma or siblings or whatever. And they could be like, I literally never said that to you. Like, I have no idea where you're getting this idea from. And it doesn't have to be that they directly said that to you. It's how you took the information as a child where we don't know how to process the things we do the same as adults. So as a child, your parent might say, go to your room or something. And maybe as a child, you interpret that as abandonment because you really needed your parent in that moment, but they sent you to your room. There's different things that it can translate to. Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense. This is where I really learned that my own abandonment wounds came from my mom and my fear of being seen came from my dad. So I learned with my past life reading that I was struggling to be seen So I got a past life reading and everything clicked with me. I was like seriously mind-blown and it made so much sense where like all of these wounds were coming from. So if you have not done a past life reading, I highly recommend it because they have so many answers for you to like really dig deep and figure out what you actually need. So they usually tell you if you've been with someone in this life in the past. So for example, I had always been hard on myself when my soulmate passed away because we were so close, but we never ended up like officially dating. And I'd always wondered if like I was supposed to be with him and all of this stuff. So for the girl that did my reading, she asked for a picture. So I sent it to her and she said that him and I have been lovers and we're also siblings and that the relationship in the past was inverted where I was the male and he was the female and there was a lot of heartbreak and pain, which is why We chose to come back as friends and siblings the last few times. I also learned that I was killed in one of my past lives by my throat being slit. So it made so much sense for my reasoning on my fear of being seen. I'm obviously going to need to work on my throat chakra. And if you've been following me for a while, you know. So after I Did this reading? This is actually when I started vocals because I was like, "Oh, I think it's really going to help me with my throat chakra," and so that's really where that kind of started. I also had this lifetime where I was a very powerful woman, like a sorceress or a priestess, and I was helping people on a collective level. And the men were very jealous of me, so they were trying to block me and cause me a lot of pain since they weren't happy to see a woman with all this power. So they hurt me on both a subconscious and conscious level. And this actually created a karmic ripple of wanting to hurt men subconsciously. So she said, now that I'm aware of it, I need to work through the forgiveness in my heart and in myself, and that this is what was causing my hormonal imbalances. So I found that to be very interesting and something that I definitely need to work on. I was also an orphan multiple times where I grew up on the streets, which I related to my money mindset of things and my money blockages and just those limiting beliefs around money. Then the same reoccurring theme of being seen showed up when I launched my business. And then again, when I was talking with my Ayurveda mentor, and this is a hard one because I can see all of the coaches and mentors I want, which is what I tell a lot of my clients. My work is doing the work you can read as many books as you want you can see as many coaches therapists whatever you want to do you can do plant medicine all of you want but at the end of the day like nothing is going to change anything unless the healing comes from within you so I knew like the healing needed to come within me like from inside of me and that was the only way to change these things so I had to take the leap and I just want to thank all of you for listening to my episodes because it is healing this part of me. So thank you very much. It's very scary to share vulnerable parts of myself with the entire world. This has become like my international diary and journal. Some days are great and other days I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just shared that with everyone everyone's going to know my life or I just think, oh, who's the new person that's hopping onto my episodes and scrolling through my life and literally knowing so much about me. So it is very scary to share these things on here. But I also think it's very important to share and be vulnerable. And that is my only message is we need to be more vulnerable. So that is why I'm here. So to heal intergenerational trauma, you need to reflect on every single fear that comes up from deep within you and definitely seek healers to help this, whether it's energy workers like myself, whether it's trauma coaches like myself, whether it's a past life regression, whether it's light working, just choose one and start there. I don't recommend doing them all at once because I think what people don't realize is that all of these things are traumas within our body they've been there for a while it's like pulling out like a 200 year old tree root that's going to affect a lot of things so definitely take it slow and thank you guys so much for being here thank you so much for listening my goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in and if you benefited from this episode in any way The best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at Heal with Megan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.